Welcome to Live in the Life, a podcast that inspires and educates everyday people to take action and choose to live the life of their dreams. Hey guys, I'm Kathleen Holt. And I am Marissa Hammond. We're just a normal couple that believes a life worth living is one rooted in health, fun, love, and abundance. I'm Marissa, a life coach who's been in the health and wellness industry for over eight years. I'm fascinated by the human being, our bodies, minds, and emotions, and how it all works. My passion is just being me and helping others fully love and embody their true selves. I'm Kathleen, a personal trainer that has coached thousands of clients towards a body and healthy lifestyle that they are really proud of. I love lifting heavy weights, enjoying a good outdoor hike, or just playing around and goofing off. We've made it our mission to cut through the noise to give you proven tips and tricks that actually work. Each week, we will share with you our real experiences and the shifts that we've made to create the life that we have today. So whether you're just starting out on this journey or you've been up-leveling yourself for a while, we promise you'll find practical tools and knowledge to help you make the changes you've always wanted. Together, let's all let go of the old versions of ourselves and finally get to a place where we can honestly say, I'm living the life. Welcome to an episode of Living the Life with Marissa and Kathleen, and it is a Monday episode. Mon yay! And Monday episodes are the ones where, well, usually we tend to ramble a little bit about our life and where we're at, and then we're going to get into some kind of big concept or thing or some kind of tool that you can take and implement in your life so you can really get to a place where you're living the life. Oh yeah, baby. Happy Monday. So Kathleen... I wanted to ask you a question. What are you the most excited for this upcoming weekend? If you guys are listening, it'll have already passed, but I'm curious. Ooh, what are we doing this upcoming weekend? We have a race in Ottawa. What else are we doing? Oh, we're we're having game nights with friends. Is that it? I think that's it. Hmm. I think I'm most excited about the race because I really have no idea what it's really going to be. It's it's, be, it's a free race in Ottawa. It's being put on by one of our good friends in the health and fitness community, Stephen. And it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's like a like a treasure hunt relay race. I don't really even know, to be honest. <laughs> but he was putting it on. And so I just signed up, Marissa and I, a few weeks ago. And she, yeah, she didn't really know. And then I just told her, yeah, we're doing this race. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even know it was a treasure hunt. I just knew that we were doing some kind of a run thing on Saturday. So this is news to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a relay race. They said that there's something to find. So mm-hmm. we'll see. What about you? What are you most excited about? Hmm, what am I excited for this upcoming weekend? Um, I, I find I get just so much joy and peace from like simple and routines and being consistent. And then when it's, as long as I do that, I always feel amazing. So I feel like... This week, uh, well, Halloween was this past Monday, and I, well, you guys, if you were listening to my Wednesday episode last week, it was all about not falling off the wagon and how to, like, have your plan. Well, I had my plan, and then it, uh, I was going to say it fell off the window, or I fell off the wagon. Whatever it was, my, my plan, it just, it just did not happen. I did not do enough of the actual planning. I kind of just generally threw it out there. So with Monday, with extra sugar in my body and my body having a hard time moving through that, which then I don't know also affects my brain. And so then moving through that, I'm just really excited to have those because now I've, I've got a few days underneath my belt of taking care of my body again. And it's like, oh, I can't believe how much of a massive difference it makes and how good you feel. So I'm really just looking forward to routine and simple 
and present on the weekend. I think that's what I'm most excited about. Hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Speaking of Halloween though, what was what was your Halloween experience? What was fun for you about Halloween? Ooh, well, I love seeing the young kids come to the door. It's so much fun. Um, but I think that so we went to the store and got these little witch things for our dogs. They're they're like little costumes for them where it looks like a little witch is riding on their back. And so um when it was dark, we went out for a walk with the dogs and we were looking at all the houses that were giving out candy and we had our dogs dressed up and everyone was commenting, oh, look how cute they are with their little witches on their back. And so it's just a lot of fun. You? Yeah, I like seeing all the different costumes. I think that this, like, I've I've never really done too much of the trick-or-treating, like where I can hand out the candy and get to see all the little kids. And I think the past few years has also been the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we haven't really gotten to see anything. So it was just really fun just to see everyone dressed up. Some people are cute little things. Other people are scary, weird things. And it's like just letting everyone be who they want to be. And it was just, it was so cool to go on a walk and just walk around and like everyone was either outside or saying hi to everyone or like you'd just wave at random people through the window. And it's like, it's like, oh, it's really, I think it's kind of funny how little festivals or things like this as a society can bring out just the best sides of people. And I think sometimes we forget that that's how everyone is all the time. But sometimes we're just so stuck in our everyday thing that if we're, if we see someone walking down the street on a random day that just waves at you, it's like you're on like your you're inside your house or whatever it's kind of like oh like that's weird or if you just start a conversation with someone's like oh like that's kind of weird but it's like when then there's a holiday it's like oh this is normal so I think it's just it's maybe it's just my perception but I think it's great to be able to have these holidays and these things where it's like oh we just get to be kids again where and like seeing some of the parents dress up too and I think it's just a really great way for us to connect back to our inner child to have some fun to break out of the whatever the regular routine is and just yeah, have fun, connect, dress up, be silly, be whatever you want to be and feel like there's no judgment around that. Yeah, it was uh, when when we were out walking with the dogs, there were some jack-o'-lanterns that were like so cool. Like these people must have put hours into carving like different um, Star Wars characters or uh, actors or God, I'm trying to think what else was like Ghostbusters, really, really fancy looking jack-o'-lanterns. Like, that, that's so cool to see people's artistic sides come out and their creativity. And I love that. Yeah. Mine, mine are just like two triangles for eyes and then the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you don't even cut it. You just draw it on. <laughs> and Marissa, so funny. So we ended up being late to getting jack-o'-lanterns this year. And then we had candy, but we didn't have any um, decorations up at the house. We're like, oh man, how are we going to get kids to, how are we going to get the kids up to our doorstep so we're not left with all of this candy for ourselves? And so Marissa went to the neighbor's green bin, their compost bin, and like took out disgusting rotten pumpkins and put them on our front step. I didn't just steal them though. So what actually happened was I made a sign that I put out at the end of the driveway, which said, yes, we have candy, come and trick or treat. And then I realized it looked really creepy. So I had to draw some like normal smiley faces. And hello, children. Yes, we have candy. candy. Come Come to this dark house. I'm just kidding. Um, And the neighbor saw me putting out the sign and she was like, oh, she's like, I was like, oh yeah. I was like, I didn't get any pumpkins this year. Um, 
because well it's we were gonna go to a friend's place and cut some jack-o'-lanterns with them but then it ended up that we had to cancel because they were COVID. so sending if you're listening to this sending you lots of love i hope you're doing well um but because of that it was like last minute we're like okay like what what's the pumpkin situation so then the neighbor saw the sign and was like oh She's like, I've got some in my green bin. Go grab them. So just for the record, I'm not running through random people's green bins looking for pumpkins. That's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like that person who goes through people's recycling bins for their uh, their their wine bottles and their old alcohol things. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but Halloween was a lot of fun. Of the candies, which one's your favorites? Ooh, definitely Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Anyone who does not agree with that, you're wrong. So you're telling me I'm wrong? Heck yes. <laughs> Apparently, lots of people are going to be wrong with you because uh, they're not the best. What's your favorite? I like the O'Henry's. Oh, yeah. No, those are my second favorite for sure. But, I mean, we didn't have all of the different candies, so it's really hard to decide. I think next year it would be fun to give out, um, I don't know, something that's more of like a toy or like something that's not candy because kids get so much candy. So... I don't know. I was talking to one of my clients and I was asking if her kid got anything else other than candy from people. And she said uh, someone gave out packages of crayons, which I thought was kind of cool. Something like that where they can have fun with it, but it's not crazy, crazy amount of candy. One of my other clients said <laughs> she said that her kid got a Ziploc bag. So like a little sandwich bag with a handful of chips and one Oreo in it. I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> like, how lame is that? So, like, your Oreo is all chippy, tastes chippy, and someone's hands have been all over it. Like, that just does not sound sanitary. That's really funny. That's really funny. But, yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. It's It's interesting how, like, when you surround yourself with people, if, if we had more people who decide, like, hey, like, let's – give out crayons or like when you were talking about that Kathleen the first thing that popped my met my mind was like those uh those little airplanes that you used to that like the little model airplanes that you would throw around and they like you I remember we'd get them when we were younger they were like little styrofoam things that you you'd put together yeah. really quickly and then like you could shoot them off an elastic or something I'm like yeah. oh like how cool it would be to do something like that but and it's funny because today our topic that we really want to get into is what can you do if your partner isn't into fitness and health and if you want to get them more into it, like what can you do to help help your partner want to live more of the life and take care of their health and be more conscious and be more about developing themselves and being a better version of themselves? Like it's really hard. Like obviously you you never want to force your partner to do that, but it's it really feels like it like you do it as a community, right? And even something like this, it's like if we want to have healthier kids and a healthier society, it's like how can we maybe shift some of these things and maybe like even something Halloween, if it's less about all about the candy and if it's more about the fun and the other things, like how can we make it, and I mean, I don't know, my brain's just running like, it's like, who knows, right? But it's, I think it's just cool just to start to think about like, oh, that's right. Like how can we surround ourselves with the people and the ideas and the the lifestyle that help support our health? Yeah. And I mean, it takes one person. Like I think sometimes when we want something to change, it's easy to talk about it and be like, oh, you know, people eat too much candy or there's too much sugar for kids. But, I mean, it's one thing for us to say it, but we still went out and bought a bunch of sugar and chocolate and gave it out to kids. So we're not helping the situation. So even just being one household, that's like, oh, could we give something else to the kids next year? 
that would be kind of fun. And then, and then we're, we're kind of giving, um, what's the word we're, we're voting with our dollar to say that we would rather put emphasis on like a craft or a toy rather than putting our dollars again towards more sugar and candy. It's funny. I'm just kind of like laughing because it's like, I mean, well, you guys know this. We literally have a podcast called Living the Life where we teach you guys about being healthy. And then we're like, all right, and now it's Halloween, so we're going to go buy a shit ton of candy and give it to everybody <laughs> and also eat a shit ton of it ourselves. And we're like, but it's just one night. And it's like, yeah, but it, it, this affects you. <laughs> like, so it's it's kind of funny. And it's a good reminder and call it that that's right. Like, just saying this is important to me isn't enough. You also have to walk the talk, right? And it's it's a good reminder for us being like, okay, that's right. Like, and obviously we're not perfect and that's okay, but it's like, how can we do better, right? How can we give ourselves high fives for where it was better, right? Like this year was one night of Halloween candy versus Halloween night plus the next week of eating garbage, right? So it's like, okay, we're doing awesome. Amazing. Here's the high five. How can we make it even better so that way we actually feel our absolute best rather than just better than not great, right? So it's yeah, and this is where I think the putting like putting your your money where your mouth is and walking the talk, this is where it's going to really make a huge difference when it comes to you helping your partner also be more into fitness and health if you're someone who struggles with that. And I know that Kathleen you said that you've had people reach out to you and I've had this conversation with friends before as well. They're like, "Oh my gosh, they're like you're so lucky to have Kathleen who's someone else who's also interested in working and on taking care of her physical health. And she takes care of, like you guys have a great relationship. Like she takes care of having real communication. She makes sure she develops those sides. So like we want to talk to you guys about like how can you help your partner grow or what can you do if you have someone who doesn't care about their fitness and health and how can you maybe help them become someone who does? And, and like, and is, is that even something loving to do in the first place? Yeah, I had someone recently reach out to me and, you know, this is not a one-off. Like Marissa said, we constantly have people reaching out to us or this is a constant battle with our own clients we're working with that, you know, you might be someone who is focusing on their health and fitness and putting their well-being um, as a priority and then you see your partner, your husband or wife or girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever it is, and they don't care or they seem to not care and they're not making those steps. And, you know, I had someone recently reach out that their partner was, you know, not taking care of themselves and they were putting themselves at risk and they could see that their partner was becoming very overweight and very unhealthy and, she was scared for them that they, you know, they, they were going to do irreversible damage to themselves. And she was asking for me, like, what would you suggest I do to help them, you know, lose weight or get healthy? And my advice was to take care of yourself and hopefully your partner will see you taking care of yourself and they will step up to the plate and do that as well. Because when people try to force someone else to do something that they're not ready to do, you know, we, we all have a little rebel inside of us. And I don't know about you, Marissa, but if someone comes up to me and is like, Kathleen, you should be doing this. Kathleen, why aren't you doing that? It makes me want to do the opposite because I'm like, well, F you, don't tell me what to do. 
But if I see somebody taking care of themselves and I see Marissa going to the gym and I see her eating good food and I see her getting a good night's sleep and taking her supplements and all the stuff that takes care of her physical body, it makes me realize that, okay, she's holding herself to a higher standard and it makes me question if I'm doing the same. And if I'm not, then it, it holds me to a higher standard and it calls me to greatness. Yeah, it's really interesting because it's like there's definitely there's a the part of me which is like, well, like love and accept the person exactly as they are, which of course is something you want to do. But then there's also checking in and being like, okay, is this the most loving thing though to just let this person without ever challenging them in a healthy way, just keep destroying themselves physically, mentally, whatever. And by, by poisoning themselves, by not eating the right foods, by not moving, by not sleeping enough, like, is this actually loving them to just not say anything and be like, oh, they'll figure it out. It's like, or, and it's like, and, and so I don't know, like, and this is something that like, even right now, I'm just kind of saying with this, like, do you say something or is it purely that you show by your actions? And I think that I don't know about whether you bring up these conversations. I think it depends on you and your relationship and you really have to sit with that and be like, okay, is this me actually helping them where we sit down, we have a conversation where you're like, hey, how can I support you? Like, I want you to be your healthiest and feel your most amazing. Like, how can I support you in this? Like, maybe that's something that you have a conversation about, but maybe they don't actually at all care about being healthy and taking care of their health. And so they might say, well, you don't actually don't care about this. So that conversation might not be productive. But if that's the case, then saying, okay, like Kathleen said, like you can always lead by example. And the big thing is, is realizing like if your fitness and your health is important to you, yeah, obviously you want it to be important to your partner too, because you care about them. But realizing like you chose your partner, not this, not like I will love you as long as you agree with all the things and you value things. I do. You, you chose your partner. And it's also okay for you if you decide, hey, you know what? I actually do really want a partner who values the same things I do. And that's okay if maybe that relationship ends or maybe if you say, hey, and you tell your partner, this is something I need in order to feel good in a relationship. And if they can't give that to you, then that's okay. But I think it's really important to realize that it's not fair or loving for you to be blaming your partner who's not invested in their fitness and health for your lack of taking care of your fitness and health if that's important to you. Like that's not loving to be like, oh yeah, I would be so much fitter and healthier, but because you don't do the thing too, then that's why I'm stuck here. It's like, no, this is on you. So like, how can you take responsibility for this and realizing, yeah, it is a lot easier. Like Kathleen and I said, like it's so much easier for us to go to the gym or take our supplements or eat the healthy food when the other person is doing it. But that doesn't mean that you can't do it on your own. And sometimes you have to be that first person who creates that first action to start to get the change going because like, and that other person, it might just be out of their awareness right now. And maybe they'll become more aware when they see you doing it and they may never, and they, you, you may, may realize like, Hey, like I'm just going to love this person and my fitness and my health is going to be my thing. And they're not going to, and okay, that's okay. I'm choosing this relationship anyways. And I love this person anyways. And, but it's a lot of times, like what happens naturally, it's like when one person grows or creates a change, it's very hard for two people to stay together and be able to still have that same intimacy and that connection if they're on two completely different levels on some major values in life. So realizing like you're naturally going to either grow together and like you're going to, if you elevate yourself, you're going to challenge them to come up to that level. And often that happens, or you might grow and they might just say, Hey, you know what? Like this just isn't the lifestyle for me. But then that means that you've actually stayed true to you 
and it's allowing them to stay true to them and realizing if that means that you guys being true to yourselves individually means you're going on different paths, then that's okay. But if you ever sacrifice this value, if you value your fitness and your health, and if you're sacrificing this or compromising it just for the sake of staying together, then that relationship's not going to be fun anyways. And you're not going to be, you're not going to feel good about yourself anyways, because you're giving up on something which is important to you. Yeah. And I mean, remembering that being the best partner you can be to someone, you can do that only by being in your best state. So, you know, you're going to be more able to support them if you put your own health and well-being first. And I know that's really hard for a lot of people to do. They want to, you know, drop everything to help out their partner or drop everything to make sure that their kids are okay. But, you know, if you're giving from if you're giving from um, a cup that's already empty, then you can only do that for so long. And so my advice to somebody who is asking the question of how do I get, how do I get my partner to come to the gym with me? Or how, how do I get them to be more healthy? Don't sacrifice your own health for them. Make sure that you are still doing the things that you need to do for you. So then you're in the best headspace to do that. And Marissa brought this up at the beginning that like she has friends and people reach out to her and be like, oh my God, it must be so nice to have a partner that's so level-headed and has such great communication. And I mean, I didn't say level-headed. But... <laughs> well, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but I know you've <laughs> said that before. And like, I know from my own experience that if I am in a good physical state, I'm able to deal with life stressors so much better. And I'm able to be a better partner to Marissa. And I'm able to have a more enjoyable relationship and a more enjoyable life with her if I've taken care of my health. And so if you're if you're trying to be more supportive to your partner, then making sure that you're taking care of yourself first. And you know, that's it, it's not just going to permeate into your the the health realm of your life but it's also going to permeate into you being more like I said level-headed more able to um deal with life stressors and there's going to be a million life stressors that will come about I mean that's just life it's not always going to be perfect so what can you do to make sure that you're in the best headspace so that you know when when someone gets sick or when someone passes away or when someone you know, goes into a recession or loses a job or whatever else, you're able to be as grounded as you can and help support them as best you can. With like your own experience with, with me, with just, or just even just with like yourself and in life, like what are some of the things that you found are helpful for? Like if, cause I know just based off of us, like sometimes I'll go into these little things where I'm like, screw it. I'm not, I don't want to eat healthier. I'll be like, screw it. I'm going to be up late and I'll watch TV or I'll, I'm not going to value my sleep or I won't, I don't want to go to the gym. Like, how do you find you can help re-encourage me to go back to these habits? Is it just from your example or is there other specific things that you found have been helpful? Well, first of all, I want to say that it is, it's very frustrating when you see your partner not taking care of themselves. And I think it's easy as an outsider looking into someone else. Like you're, it's, it's so much easier to 
look and see where someone else can improve and it's a lot harder to look at ourselves and so i recognize that that it's not like as simple as maybe we're laying it out to say like oh just take care of yourself like i recognize that it is frustrating and you know talking from my own experience if i see you marissa you know not taking care of yourself and i see you doing things maybe that i know will have a negative impact on your health then that is frustrating because I'm like, well, isn't it obvious? Like if you put that food into your body, you're you're, you're probably going to feel more tired and it's not going to help you in the next few hours. Or if you keep scrolling on your phone and I see that, then that's not going to help you be in a good headspace. And so there's a part of me that wants to kind of do it for you or be like, stop doing that. But that isn't a good partnership. That's not like, it's not my job to do it for you. I'm not your parent. It's my job to support my partner. And, you know, something that I do often is ask you, is there anything that I can do to help support you? And that way I'm, I'm offering my love and support to you. But then, you know, I I also take care of myself. So I, I know that I'm not going to feed you. (laughs) I'm not going to like put the food into your mouth because you're an adult. I'm not going to drag you to the gym. You're not my child. And so by acting in accordance with my own health and my own values, I know that that's something that you value. And I know that if I offer and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go out for a walk. Do you want to come with me? Rather than me telling you to go for a walk, you're a lot more likely to come out and do that thing. And And then I think another thing that you can do that's really helped for me. So if I were to look at when I'm not showing up as my healthiest, best self and the things that you do for me that I find really helpful is positive reinforcement, positive affirmation. So instead of telling the person what you think that they should do, when you see them taking steps towards that health, reinforce that so like when marissa sees me going to the gym she'll be like oh you look so good your arms look so sexy it's so attractive when you go to the gym and that positive reinforcement makes me want to take those extra steps because i'm like oh this is exciting so you know if you have a partner who's going to the gym and maybe they've just started being like wow your butt looks so good or you know, it's, it's so hot when you go to the gym and you're taking steps towards that or like, oh my God, you're getting so much stronger. Whatever it is, whatever you know is going to fuel them to keep going, making those positive affirmations. I love so many things you said there. The first thing I want to highlight is just what you said at the beginning. You're like, it's frustrating. And I think that if you're someone who values your health and your fitness and you're with a partner who doesn't necessarily either value it or they're trying but they keep failing and it's like you see them going through or like and like maybe like I've, I know if I've heard about people too who where they have partners who deal with um, like body shame or body dysmorphia and they're always looking at their body you're like oh I don't like this I don't like that about it and then the partner's like well why don't you go to the gym well why don't you eat the healthy thing and they're like yeah well I don't know it's hard whatever 
but then they keep complaining about the same thing again and again. Like, of course it's going to be frustrating. It's like, and, or if you're dealing with, like, if your partner has low energy and they're not taking care of their fitness and their health, or if they tend to stay up late and then they're complaining about being tired, like, of course you're going to get frustrated. So I think it's really important that you acknowledge that feeling and realize like, okay, yeah, like it's very normal for you to be frustrated, but now what can we do about it? And from like the different, you gave some amazing tips, but the other one that I think just I want to highlight is that you said, if you go out for a walk, you'll invite me to join. And I think that's one of the most amazing things you can do when you're helping your partner go onto this fitness and health journey is not telling them what to do, but walking the walk yourself and then giving them an invitation saying, hey, I'm going on a walk. Do you want to join? Hey, I'm going to go try out this new fitness class. Do you want to come? Hey, I'm going to go on a hike with friends this weekend. Like, do you want to do that? Like, hey, I was thinking about um, trying this new meal plan or doing like a, a some intermittent fasting. Do you want to do that with me? Or like, I think giving them that invitation to join is a great way to help support them in making this choice without telling them. Um, but again, it's going to come back to like, you've got to show up for you. Like as much as it's amazing to have a partner who helps support me in this, there's some days where she doesn't want to, where she's decides she wants to do something else. Right. And then, and that's fine if, if Kathleen wants to do that, but then saying, okay, but who do I want to be? How do I want to live? Because the reality is, is her loving herself may be completely different than me loving myself. Like maybe for her that day, she does need to have two days of not going to the gym and just hang out and watch TV right? Maybe that is what is actually genuinely loving for her, but then how can I actually take care of myself instead of being reliant on my partner and I only take care of myself when they're also taking care of themselves. So I think that's also just important is to check in and be like, okay, like it's going to be hard, but you can still do it. It's, it's not going to be fun. And it'd be great if your partner does it with you right away and helps support you and holds you accountable. But at the end of the day, it's you. It's your job to figure out how to support you, how to hold yourself accountable and how to take care of you. Yeah. And you were talking about earlier, I'd love you to bring this up, but you were talking about someone who was doing something with regards to their finances. So it's not always, you know, we're, we're talking about living a health, health and uh, uh, fit life, focusing on your, wow, I said that very strangely, <laughs> focusing on your health and fitness and leading a healthy life and having a partner that, that does that. But you can take these tips and you can take this knowledge and you can have it help you in other areas of your life when you're trying to either when you're trying to get your partner to do something that you're doing or you you wish that you would do that they would do it with you yeah and it's i think that that's just it. it's really like it doesn't matter what area of life it's in like in this specific instance i had a really good friend who was like i love that you do a finance date with your partner i want my partner to do that with me too how do i get them to do that and i was like well maybe they never will but like you got to start and so she did she started doing it and Maybe her partner wouldn't have ended up joining. Maybe he would have, but he ended up joining afterwards. Like, actually, I do want to do this with you. But she had to take the initial steps. She had to start. And I think that regardless of what area of life it's in, but especially your fitness and your health, like you're going to have to hold yourself accountable. And getting your partner to be more into fitness and health starts with you. Starts with you showing up and you doing the work, even when it's not fun. So you figure it out first. Yeah, I think that that's pretty much it. So guys, take those tips. If you have a partner who's not quite there on the fitness journey, but you are, just support them, love them, and do it for you. And keep living the life. Woohoo! Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you got tons of value from this episode. If you did, we would love it if you tagged us on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so we can celebrate this journey with you. 
Our handles are at marissa.hammond and at kathleen.holt underscore. We totally get that it's not always easy, so please know that we're so proud of all the work you're doing and how you're choosing to show up for yourself. If you'd like to dive deeper, check out our websites listed below in the show notes for more free resources and tools. Until next time, keep living the life. <laughs>